When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, the hidden chapter between seasons two and seasons three. You might not see it, but open open your book to chapter nine and three quarters and then just poke your head in. And You're a plagiarist. And then it's there. Oh, I'm sorry, seven and three quarters. That's better. That's much better. Um, We're here. It's mid-season. Tanya, we're here. It's mid-season. I mean... It's we're, mid postseason. It's post? it's our interim episode. Yeah, because it's not the end of the season. I mean, it's the it's end the of end one of, season. It's the end of one season. But we're not postseason because we're also preseason. Oh my god! It's called interim. That's why we call it interim. How is doing this make me have an existential crisis? I don't know because time. Um. Anyway. Oh, it feels like we haven't recorded an episode in three months. It's only been a couple of weeks, but it does. Like I was like, we have a podcast. What? Yeah. It I feels forgot. weird to sit here with the mic in front of me right now. That might also be because I just ate cilantro lime shrimp for lunch. That is, yes, that feels weird too. <laughs> like the cilantro lime is permeating everything around me. Yeah, she's not as close to the microphone as she normally would be. And that's saying a lot because he always has to pull me in closer to the microphone. But I'm not... <sighs> So, Tanya. Getting any closer. I'm also, <laughs> I might not talk much because I'm breathing through my mouth. Do you want me to brush my teeth? You want me- Do you want me to brush my teeth? <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay. So, um, what are we going to do this week? I don't, I really, I'm not sure. We are bad planners. You are bad planners. I've been trying to plan this for two weeks. Well, you've been trying to get me to plan it for two weeks. No, I've been trying to get us to talk through what we're going to do. And I'm like, well, we could do this or we could do this. Meanwhile, I'm the one with pages of notes. Because while I went to take our kids somewhere, you decided to get serious about this episode. That's how I do. Last night, I took notes on something, too. We are bad planners. Anyway, uh... So we're just going to kind of, this is a non-alcoholic episode. Last last season, we did an alcohol episode. This season, no. We learned from that mistake. We did. Um, and also, it's 1219 on a Saturday. So that We're grown-ups. We could if we wanted to. It's true. But we don't want to. That's true. Because we're stronger with you guys. I mean, really, <laughs> we just don't like alcohol very much. Yeah, it's not great. Um we're too old to drink. So we're going to do a few things. We're going to discuss kind of um, what other shows in that time period that we were into. Yes. What what sitcoms had an emotional impact on us um, as, as kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do a little bit of trivia with Tanya. I'm not... I'm not asking any questions, and I don't know. I might not be answering any questions either because I don't really remember much from season two. If you go 0 for 23, that'll be fantastic. That's what you're going for? Yeah. Okay. No, some of these questions you'll get, they're pretty easy, but some of them are definitely difficult. So I'm I'm betting. How how many do you think you'll get right? Five. Really? Yeah. I think you'll get nine right. Out of 20? 24, technically, but I'm probably only going to give you 23. 
I wrote 24 down, but after episode two questions on, I was like, no, I should just do one episode per uh, okay. question. One question per episode. And we're just wonderful sons right now. Also, I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. Um, so, hey. Tanya? Yes? I was wondering. What? You know, Boy Meets World had a profound impact on us, definitely on me. Um, it just came to the top of my head. What? In, in speaking with your friend, John Aspie. Yes. Um, just now. <laughs> I was wondering, what what other shows had a profound impact on you? On me? Yeah. Oh, um, let me think, because I wasn't allowed to watch very many as a kid. Yeah. Um, but one definitely comes to mind that I, for some reason, was allowed to watch out of all the sitcoms on Earth. What is it? Let's put your notebook away, by the way, while we're talking about this. Why? You know, just so we can go off the cuff. I mean, I can do that. Oh, okay. I can absolutely do that. Um, Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster? my favorite sitcom Is that as the a show kid. with the robot girl? Yes. What? There was a show with the robot girl? Yeah, Small Wonder. What? What? You don't know about Small Wonder? No, I don't. Are you going to talk about Small Wonder? I wasn't going to. And I'm not going to still. (laughs) Well, we'll have to have a conversation about this off. I mean, I'll tell you what Small Wonder was. Small Wonder, and the only reason I correlate the two is because um, um, the kids, the girls that were the center of the show kind of reminded me of each other. But also, they, I think when I watched these as a kid, there was a channel that had small wonder and then it would lead into punky brewster okay old episodes of punky brewster i mean um, all episodes of punky brewster were old episodes of punky brewster not when they came out it was 88 but um it was a show about a girl who was a robot or like an android that a family owned um and they would now i didn't like i'm, I'm not going to remember it well enough to really explain it well I didn't plan on this at all. This really is off the cuff, and I'm What if screwed. this was just a fever dream and it never existed? Nah, it's real. Um, it's she was an android, but she was like a you know ten year old girl or whatever, twelve year old girl, and the family would like have her do things, and she would be a normal girl, and she was still like trying to learn how to emote and mm-hmm. stuff because she didn't have emotions, um, but she was like developing them as she learned and stuff i wonder if i can watch this on anything it yeah, sounds amazing sure. and um i think if i remember for some reason like the government was trying to find her or because something she's a robot yeah that doesn't make sense to me now that i say it out loud but maybe i they, feel like i remember that maybe they stole her from a facility because they loved her Ooh, as a person maybe hold on you start talking about punky brewster I'm going to look up real quick. (laughs) Okay. Um, Punky Brewster was my favorite as a kid. Just there was a few. There were a few reasons. One was for some reason I was allowed to watch it and I was not allowed to watch very many. I'm thinking it's because there was a channel called the Family Channel and it was owned by CBN, which did the 700 Club. It's a Christian organization. And Punky Brewster came on on that channel every afternoon and we were homeschooled. So we were home like during the day and it was the only sitcom that came on like during the day. So we were allowed to watch it with our mom and I have nothing but good memories about it. As far as I know, my sisters also have like great memories about it. I own the first season on DVD 
I have not hidden the fact that like orphans are kind of my jam. Like I love orphans and I wanted to be one. <laughs> and um, I appreciate the fact that I have parents now. But as a kid, like there was a romanticized notion in my head that like orphans were always the best of everything. Like Anne of Green Gables was my role model and she was an orphan and punky brewster was fantastic and she was an orphan um and there was something about like people choosing to love you and take you in as opposed to you being born into it that just i wanted that instead um but anyway so punky brewster uh-huh. was my favorite um i have not watched it other than the first season, because I have it on DVD, I and I haven't even watched that in probably five or six years. Mm-hmm. But I have not watched later episodes in probably 15, 16 years, maybe. We're old. Yes. Um, you. I didn't know you could find them anywhere. It, it's not on Amazon. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. It is on the NBC channel app. And I found that out yesterday when trying to find the episodes that mattered the most to me when I was a kid. So I was able to watch these episodes and I was uh, really Really excited. I was excited when I found it out. We were sitting at dinner. I was like, oh my gosh, I can watch Punky Brewster. And I texted my sister who just had a baby. And like, when you just have a baby, there's nothing better than finding out that there's things that are comforting that you can watch all night long when you're up with the baby. I watched so many like old sitcoms when I had my kids in the middle of the night. Okay. So I texted my sister. I was like, Punky Brewster, you can watch it online for free. This is so great. And she was so excited. And I started watching it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, no. Why is that? Um, well, it's, uh, it was the 80s. And... The way things were handled, I mean, when people talk about Punky Brewster, they actually talk about it being groundbreaking in the way that they handle certain situations. They handled drugs. They handled, um, you know, having a dad that had to go buy a bra for his daughter, like, and how uncomfortable. Like, they handled a lot of situations. And growing up, I was always in in watching, like, I Love the 80s and, like, all of this other stuff, it was always Punky Brewster was groundbreaking in the fact that they handled these things on a sitcom. And, and so that was what was in the back of my head was, like, Punky Brewster did good things. Hey, guys. Yeah. It's not. It didn't. It it's wasn't. It's not and it didn't? No. Um, the first episode that I watched was, first of all, Soleil Moon Fry was was and always will be the most charming person on the planet. Like, Punky Brewster as a character is a very good character, and she did an amazing job. She was so adorable, and she was so charming, and nothing I am about to say has anything to do with her as a person because she was wonderful. Okay. The first episode I watched wasn't that bad. And and the episode that I watched, because it was one that I remembered very distinctly, was... um. Let's see. Season three, episode 18, which is Gone to Camp. Uh, Punky and her best friend, Cherry, who um, they're together every episode all the time. They live in the same apartment building. They go to camp together. And at camp, Punky is 
she's an individualist and the other girls, all they care about are boys and, and all of this stuff. And she's like, no, I'm going canoeing. I'm going to go make bead necklaces. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to do all the things that camp has to offer. I can't believe you guys are squandering this time. You could be doing all of this fun stuff and learning all of this fun stuff. And she's really irritated with the other girls. Um, and at night, the one girl who's not actually a part of their regular group, this is a camp friend that they have, Marcy, she tells them that the boys are going to raid their cabins and that they need to leave their camp shirts that have their names on them at the end of their bed. And the boys will trade their shirts, like they will take their shirts and trade them with the girl's shirts at the end of the bed for the girl that they want to kiss at the kissing rock later that night. Okay, okay. So... Um, the boys come in and start ransacking this cabin. The girls are like screaming and like throwing themselves at the boys, except for Punky. She had buried her t-shirt in the bottom of her bag because she didn't want anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the girls are just like, it's just nuts. Like the boys are like ripping things off of the beds. It was just very, very invasive and concerning, mm-hmm. but eighties, I guess. Mm. Eh. Okay. Um, and they the boys leave and eventually they're like okay who did you get who did you get who did you get and the three girls are like oh i got this person i got this person they um change out of their pajamas and they go to the kissing rock and punky's like well i'm not going to the kissing rock i'm gonna go find night crawlers because i'm gonna go fishing first thing in the morning he's a really good x-men right oh i love nightcrawler bamf yep um, so is this really boring? I'm so sorry. No, guys. no. Okay. I just have no idea where it's going. I didn't watch this with you. That is true. I actually thought like maybe we should each watch the other person's sitcom that we're going to talk about. And then I started watching Punky Brewster and I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. Not I also really. think it's better for you to just kind of talk about it. Okay. Um, and like this episode was not very problematic and, and, that was and it was good that it wasn't for the most part um because i wouldn't have watched a second one if it had been but uh where was i oh the kissing rock and nightcrawler. finding nightcrawler in the sky poofing mm-hmm. around in the sky bam thing bam thing sorry god get it right stop i love him <laughs> he's my favorite okay so they get they start showing the different couples at the kissing rock cherry gets the kissing rock and she uh, the guy who had traded his shirt with her shows up wearing a ski mask and it's terrifying. These girls are 12 years old, 12. Mm-hmm. And he and she's and he like sits next to her up against this rock and he's just like, kiss me on my lips. And she's just like, um, I don't know who you are, though. And he's just like, just kiss me. And she's like, you have to say something romantic or I'm not going to kiss you. And he's like coming on super strong. She ends up getting up. And she's like, all right, say one romantic thing and then maybe I'll kiss you. And he launches into this really ridiculous, like, you're a daisy in the wildflower patch, blah, blah, blah. blah." And she finds out it's like her stalker from school, who is played by the guy who played Waldo in Family Family Matters. Mm. And Cherry also is in Family Matters. They Mm. both were in Family Matters. Who was Cherry in Family Matters? She was Laura's best friend. Mm, Okay. Um, But... So that part happens, and she's just like, I can't believe you followed me to camp. They're 12. Yes. 
This is crazy. A 12-year-old boy followed a 12-year-old girl to camp. Hey, Mom, Dad, I want to I wanna go follow this girl uh, and sneak up on her in the middle of the night wearing a ski mask uh, and try to convince her to kiss me. So if you could just drive me. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's like 90 miles away or something like that. Because mm-hmm. they, they're in Chicago. Like, this camp is not in, like, the city of Chicago. Right. Um. So then they show uh, Margot, who is, like, the rich friend. And she, I always loved her as a kid, but she wasn't like my... Punky was always my favorite, but Margot was very funny. Um, and she gets this guy who is another rich kid and he's like busted up from camp like his leg is broken his arm is in a sling there's like all of this stuff and she's like what is wrong with you and he's like I mean I'm very delicate this isn't the life for me and she's like oh I completely understand he's like should we kiss and she's like I don't know with all of the 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 impurities in the air I don't know if our delicate features could handle kissing and they're like yeah maybe we should try again next year and they like walk off together and then marcy comes over to the rock and she's the one who's supposed to be like the worldly woman she's 12 but she comes in and she sits down on the rock and she's like posing and trying to get it right and like the guy comes over he's like oh yeah like i got marcy the fast one and she was like excuse me and he was like you know, like you have a reputation, you're really fast, you just love kissing. And she's like, um, actually, no. And like, they leave. Hmm. So and Punky sees that happen, because she is looking for worms. And she's crawling around on the ground. And she sees that happen at the kissing rock. And she's like, Oh, my gosh, Marcy's like all talk. And she didn't even kiss him. And as she's crawling, she crawls over the rock. And she runs into another guy who's crawling around the other side of the rock. Also looking for worms and they sit and have a talk about like how great camp is and he made this like hemp lanyard and like all this stuff and and then they kiss. So after all of that, Punky gets her kiss because she wasn't trying and I loved that when I was a kid like. Yeah, that's not bad. To me, it taught me that like things should just happen organically. It shouldn't be like this whole big production. Right. So that one was great. Like, and I'm glad that that was one that I remembered and it was one that I loved. It was like, sorry, I just hit puberty. <laughs> loved. <laughs> okay. Um, I, cause it was just fun. It was like a fun episode. I always wanted to go to camp. Yeah. And it sounds like mostly it's a good message. Yes. Yes. Uh, the other episode. No. That I remembered. Not as good. Season three, episode... Oh, no. So, season four, episode one, was called... How are you going to intro your Punky Brewster podcast? Because we got Hello Class, you know, for this one or whatever. Punky Power! That's how you're going to start it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Punky has Punky Power. Okay. It's... Anyway. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions for me about... About that first episode that I... I don't think so, Tanya. Okay. Just making sure because I'm just going. I just keep going. You are. It feels uh, boring. It feels very boring. I'm very sorry. Well, we, we weren't sure if this episode was going to be 12 minutes long or whether it was going to be three hours long. And I can say that once you started about talking about Punky Brewster, we're, we're edging towards that three hour mark. Oh, you have no idea. Okay, go. Season four, episode one was called ton of fun okay punky 
Yes. Has a like second or third cousin twice removed that Henry, who is her adoptive father, is going to go pick up at the airport. Louise shows up. Louise is her cousin. And immediately they're just like, holy cow, she's fat. Oh. She's wearing. Who's saying that? Everyone in the apartment outwardly saying, oh, wow, you're way fatter than your picture. Oh. And she's wearing a yellow sweatsuit that says something like feed me on it. Oh. And she has a bag over her shoulder that says feed bag that she keeps dumping food into. She's a 12 year old girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's a 12 year old girl and she comes in and she's just like, yeah, I'm big and I'm loud and I'm proud. And then she's like making all these jokes about how the plane had to just sort of like skim the surface of the road all the way there to Chicago because she was too fat and all of this. It was just terrible. And I don't remember it being terrible. I Mm -hmm. remember it it being funny. And that says a lot. Um, so within the first two minutes, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And it gets worse. Um, they go out, Punky and Cherry have the most amazing treehouse that they built. Like everybody in the apartment building built this treehouse. It's at the courtyard of their apartment building and it's like really, really cool. Um, so they take Louise up to the treehouse and Louise gets stuck in the hatch um, and then they pull her up and right after they get up there and they're like talking to her and she's just like, she's like, this is really cool. I'm so glad I'm not breaking it because I'm fat and like all this stuff. And then Margot comes up, rich girl Margot, who's like perfect, you mm-hmm. know? Um, kissy girl. Yes. No, that was Marcy. It was kissy oh, girl. Oh God. I'll never get this straight. Margot is rich. She's their rich friend. That is actually their friend all the time. Marcy was I don't, only their camp friend. I'm still not going to remember this because I don't want to, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Margo comes up and she's just like, oh, I see a stranger here. And then she's like, uh, guys, what's the weight limit up here? And they're like, hey, Margo, that was rude. As if saying, oh, you're obese, you're really fat, isn't rude. But okay. Anyway... Um, so Louise makes some joke about like, oh no, it's fine. Like I'm used to it, whatever. And she seems fine. Margot leaves and the other two realize that Louise seems really upset Mm -hmm. and they're like, what's wrong? And she's like, no, like I am fat and it sucks and I don't want to deal with it anymore. And this is awful. And I'm so like, you think I'm happy this way? I'm not happy this way. And they basically say, so just do something about it. And they and Punky's like, we can help you. These are 12 year old girls Mm -hmm. who know nothing like 12 year old girls bodies change. That's when their bodies are changing, like fluctuating up and down and everything is crazy. Right. And these 12 year old girls are like, let's work on our bodies. Right. Cherry and Punky are bean poles Mm -hmm. who wear like leggings and giant T-shirts all the time. Like. They're just, they're string beans and they're sitting there like, we're going to help you lose weight. Okay. Well, so then you start seeing them, you know, go at sitting at the table eating like nothing but cottage cheese and salad. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the family and then everyone in the family is exercising, which I'm all for eating healthy and I'm all for exercising. But 
they were singling this girl out. Right. And this, it was just very bad. So you, they go through like a montage of healthy eating and they're exercising and they're all exhausted and the adults are a part of this. Like they're not discouraging the girls from treating this overweight girl as their charity case. Mm-hmm. They're go, they're all for it. Um, and the part that really like it, it, it really hurts me a lot is that they are doing this for a week and Cherry, who is this teeny tiny little thing. These are little 12 year olds. They're like, they're small. They're little tiny babies mm-hmm. are like, okay, it's weigh in time. And she pulls out a scale and she's like, I'll go first. And she's like, I lost one and a half pounds. No 12-year-old should be losing one and a half pounds. Like, right. it just shouldn't be a thing. So then Punky gets on it. And she's like, I lost two pounds. Mm-hmm. And they're like congratulating each other. And the adults get on it. And they're like, okay, Louise, it's your turn. And she has to get on a scale in front of all of these people, this whole family that has been helping her, in quotation marks, to lose weight and she's gained four pounds. Right. So that night Punky is woken up by something and, and she thinks it's a burglar and she goes into the kitchen and Louise is sitting at the table just surrounded by like gobs and gobs of food. She's like, oh no, I must be a night eater and that's what's wrong. And Punky is supposed to be giving like an empowered speech and she basically was like how dare you we've been trying to help you and you're sitting here eating this looks like thanksgiving you fat pig like it was devastating Mm. it was so devastating um and but she gives her this speech and she's like you know what my life hasn't been easy i was an orphan i was living in an apartment by myself and you know, all you are is fat. Like, you can rise above this. I've got punky power. You can have Louise power, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's supposed to be a sweet speech. And I remember as a kid thinking that it was a good speech and it was terrible. Mm -hmm. Fast forward and it's four months later and Louise is coming back to visit and they're like, oh, I can't wait to see Louise. And she comes in and she's got her hands in her pockets and she's kind of like pushing her jacket out farther. And she's like, I know that you probably thought, oh, she looks even bigger than I thought. And Cherry and Punky are like, yeah, that's what it looks like. Hmm. What? And she opens her jacket and she's super skinny. And she's like, look what I did in four months with Louise power. Mm-hmm. And that's how the episode ended. Wow. So, one, I take it all back. Don't do a Punky Brewster show. Yep. Two, um, how old were you when you watched these episodes? Um, I want to say I started watching it when I was like six or seven. Mm-hmm. And we watched it regularly um, every day for years and years, as long as it was on. Mm-hmm. Like as long as people had it syndicated on their channels, we watched it. So I I wonder how many more episodes. If I mean, there's no way just they have one episode that is bad for people. No, in remembering things, there's there's a lot. I know that there's a lot, but this one hit home for me a lot. Well, yeah, you've dealt with self-image issues for forever, 
And I can't imagine watching this show helped. Right. And I think, I know I've talked about this before, about the fact that, like, I think we talked about it when we did the turnaround dance episode, how, like, I don't compare myself to what I see in movies, what I see in TV, what I see in magazines and think like, oh, I want to look like that. Right. But I do, I do think that, um, I would hear, it was more for me, the, the audible things that people would say. Mm -hmm. Um, and as a kid, you hear people, my, my dad said something about my thighs being big. Mm -hmm. Like I was 10. Yeah. When my dad said something like that. Um, talking about bodies as children was a normal thing in my house. Mm-hmm. My whole family still to this day does not think anything of specifying something about their children's bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, her legs are so skinny. Well, you think you're saying something positive, but a child internalizes that. And if that changes, if it changes and their legs aren't tiny anymore as they get older, like I get really emotional about it. So I'm really sorry. Um, I just didn't realize that the show had that much impact and it definitely, definitely felt normal to me as a kid. Well, and yeah, I was going to say like, this is all happening while you're, you're, you're watching this episode while you're dealing with any of that at home and even if it's just a little bit at home and I, I, I get the feeling that it was probably more than that mm. but even if it was just a little bit it's enough for your brain to go oh yeah this makes sense like yeah that's they need to talk to her about her weight and get tough with her yes and it wasn't until I was probably 25 it could have even been around the time I think my brain started changing a lot when I left my first husband Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was able to come out of a very controlled fog and start thinking things through for myself for the first time and I was 29 years old Mm -hmm. um so you've watched that happen yeah um and you've argued with me about things and and i would never never (laughs) argue with you ever well and you've shown me like hey like i understand where that thought would come from but like it's it's think it through a little bit more like that's not an okay thing for you to think right and one of those things is like one time she thought that i was not looking good and i was like that is not okay to think (laughs) i always think you look good i'm joking um, but I do specifically, I think, um, oh, this is really hard to talk about. Yeah, I didn't know we were oh doing a, God. didn't know we were doing a therapy session. Thanks, John. <laughs> I didn't either until I watched this episode last night. Like it was, but, and what was I supposed to do? Not talk about it when it was one of the episodes of a sitcom that I remember like specifically. My discussion is going to be boring as shit now. This is not interesting. This is probably boring, too. I can't imagine. Um, anyway, up until I was like 29, I would argue that people who were overweight were unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the right thing to think and to say and that it was okay to say. And that, it's, was, that was um, BL, though. That was before Lizzo. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I very quickly turned around on that. Like, mm-hmm. 
very, very quickly as soon as I was able to think. I mean, it really is like a thinking for yourself thing. I grew up in a toxic environment when it came to body image. Like the body image environment in my home was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it wasn't better once I left. (laughs) Right. So um, I feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to change the way that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad if I, like, I don't know that I ever felt comfortable speaking to people about it, like to people that I felt like were in an overweight state, whatever that was, like how, how I even judge that I'm confused about, like what my judgment on what was overweight, I don't even know. Right. But I can tell but just by watching this episode that it basically was like a big hand in the air saying, mm, I concur, like with everything that my family talked about and spoke about body image wise. Right. Um. So, yeah, don't watch this episode, guys, because it sucks. It'll make you cry on a podcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so rough. Yeah. No, it sounds really bad. Yeah, it was really Now fun. I kind of maybe understand why you can't find Punky Brewster anywhere anymore. <laughs> like if this beloved show that you can't find on any streaming service, maybe there's a reason. Because people are watching these going, uh-oh, uh-oh, yeah. nope. Yeah. You yeah. sent this to your just-given-birth sister? I didn't know. I'll you... talk to her about yeah. it when I see her today. Yeah. Good call. But she will probably watch it. Amy was Amy was always more of like a first-season person she loved when punky first is like brought into the family where i loved like the later seasons when punky starts dating also like in reading through all of the descriptions of the episodes she does a lot of dating at 12 Mm -hmm. and it's like punky's going on a date with this boy and then this boy wants to go on a date with her on the same night what's she gonna do (gasps) she's 12 she looks like she's seven like she looks so young i cannot believe how young she was and it was like let's throw this 12 year old into these dating situations that are like crazy when i was 12 i think i had similar similar experiences where it was just like oh this how am i going to talk to her and what are we going to do here and are we, where am i going to take her out to to a date or whatever it was kind of it was a lot more mature than it should have been like in my head yeah i guess so i just I don't know. I was completely thrown off by my favorite episode. I don't know if it was my favorite or if it was just the one that stood out to me the most because I related to it so much Mm -hmm. when it came to like, oh, these people think this way. Right. So. Wow. So anyway, you know what you need to tell me to watch instead is Steven Universe. Oh, yes. Steven Universe is like that salve that like fixes everything. That what? Salve? Salve? Would you call it a salve? I don't know I what you're I think the L is silent. I don't know. It's like a... a... <laughs> oh. Steven Universe is like the cortisone cream that will fix <laughs> any wound, any rash. Yeah. Steven Universe is great. Steven Universe is very good, I think is what she's trying to say. I'm, I'm gathering. Um, we've been watching it again, like just kind of nonstop. Um, and at night, we, there... Um, you know, my, my anxiety has been stressful for the We're last out, several guys. months and my health hasn't been great the last 
couple months or a month or so. Your breath hasn't been great. My breath great hasn't been great the for... The last five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. We've been podcasting <laughs> for 30 minutes. You talked about Punky Brewster for 25 minutes and her problematic ass. Um, Don't talk about her ass. All right. She's 12. All right, stop it. You know what I meant. Um, but... So there are other shows that, like we really want to watch Righteous Gemstones. We really enjoy that. But it's too stressful. It's, too, it's so stressful. So when we t- sit down at night, it's like, let's just, let's just Steven Universe. Yeah. It's so very good. I have episodes of Shit's Creek to watch. Mm-hmm. Best show ever. But I'm still Steven Universing. Yeah. I mean, you also Shit's Creek a lot. I didn't yesterday. Good point. Um, it's such a good show and we've been listening to the podcasts and we've been listening to interviews and watching old comic con panels to see how the characters like evolved and how the 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 cast and crew evolved get yourself a partner that can obsess over things with you yeah like this is it's we tend to be obsessive about things Mm -hmm. hence the reason we have a podcast about tv show that we both love yeah but this is actually, like, I think the Steven Universe movie came out during a, a time that we needed it really, really badly. Mm-hmm. But um, and we also hadn't, we weren't caught up with the show when the movie came out. And we were just like, yeah, let's just watch the movie, which was a good decision. Right. Uh, it, it explains everything well enough that you don't need to, to have watched the series. But it did make us kind of go, maybe we should watch the the seasons that we've missed. It just, like, reignited something. And after watching the movie probably 10 or 12 times it was like well we still want to see the universe but we probably should give the movie a break for a couple of days so then Mm -hmm. we started watching the show and like we fell asleep to the show and it's so good and rebecca sugar is such a a wonderful wonderful creative genius yeah they do such amazing things with that show regarding emotions and evolution of thought and they do all of this with literal aliens but that it are seems the most human thing on earth it seems so much more human and real than anything else on tv yes um and so- as adults you can find things that are healing and relatable and um watching it last night after watching this awful episode of punky brewster was just like okay i'm it's okay like because now like in the 80s Punky Brewster was the normal and like hopefully now TV can evolve thanks to Steven Universe and shows like that into being a more healing and non-toxic thing. Yeah, I agree. But we've we got to get to some of my stuff because. Oh, I thought I thought Steven Universe was your thing because you said let's talk about Steven Universe. Uh, No, I told you to have Amy watch it. Mm, Yeah. Um, her sister i don't think amy's not a cartoon person really no i don't think she would enjoy it she'd watch lilo and stitch over and over again though i did that when i first had my anxiety issues i would watch lilo and stitch the nightmare before christmas scrubs and futurama all the time amy has watched lilo and stitch amy watched lilo and stitch every single night for like three years straight um, so do you want to do a few questions? I guess so. Yeah. Let's get out of this like funk. I feel, I feel in a funky. Funk. We're in a funky Brewster. Funky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's this episode title. Oh um, goodness. That was good. I so love you. So don't look at my phone. My what? phone has the questions on it. Oh, 
I didn't know. I um, I'm going to go through like 10 questions now. Okay. Rapid fire? Rapid fire. All right, let's go. How many did you say you're going to get? Five? Mm-hmm. And I said nine? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what comic book was Corey reading instead of his book during episode one, Back to School? X Men. Yeah! That's a high five. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you this other question from episode one. Do, what, do whatever you want. What first and last name does Harley give Corey during episode one, Back to School? Oh, gosh. Something Baboon? Yeah. What, uh, you don't get half credit for this. That's oh. why I said first and last name for a reason. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, no. You about to drop down to 50%? That's enough. I'm tapping out. Johnny Baboon. Oh. Yeah. I told you I was only going to get said, five. Corey is too fuzzy. Let's call you something like Johnny Baboon. <laughs> um, how did Amy and Alan figure out that Eric had a girl in their bed in episode two pairing off? They found an earring. Yes, girl. That's two for me. That's two for you. Keep track. Only three more. Um, what did Sean change the headline to in the newspaper in episode three? Notorious. Weenie. Mm, what's the whole title? The whole headline? The new principal is Weenie? Uh, yes, except for the no new. It just said new principal is Weenie. Mm. You get credit for that. Okay. Even though you added the the. Yeah, I definitely get credit for that. Woo! That's three? Yep. Okay. Um, episode four, The Grapes of Wrath. Wait. Yeah. That was yeah. that's not the episode title. The episode title was Me and Mr. Jode. <laughs> the answer was the grapes of no, wrath. No, <laughs> I, I was afraid that that's what I had just did, but it's not. Um, Corey was st- reading the grapes of wrath. What did he? What shortcut cut did he discover while reading that for school? What? Can you repeat the question? What shortcut does Corey discover about studying while reading the grapes of wrath in episode four? Me and Mr. Jode. Read it backwards yes what was that four that's four (gasps) out of five questions (laughs) that i'm going to get right you're doing great no out of five questions i've asked you oh you've only missed one and i only half missed it and you thought you were gonna miss all of them except for five what does alan take to make himself more durable in episode five the uninvited i do not remember what that was called high potency vitamin e I knew it was high potency. I could not remember that it was vitamin E. Isn't vitamin E what you get in carrots or is that vitamin K? Carotene. What? <laughs> you don't? Did you just? No. <laughs> I thought vitamin B was in carrots. Mm-mm. It's either E or K. I don't think it matters. I think it does matter. I eat a lot of carrots. That has nothing to avoid me. Eat a lot of carrots. I'm just trying to figure out if I'm supposed to be more durable. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, what in episode six? Who's afraid of Corey Wolf? Where does Corey go to see the fortune teller? The ice cream shop. Sort of. Yes, it is a frozen yogurt parlor. So do I get it or no? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know how to count that. Class, retroactively, does Tanya get that right? I don't think that should count because she got the the idea right, but she got the actual place wrong. I feel like when we talked about, it, we're like, he went and got ice cream. In the middle of the school day. Go back and listen. Episode six. Pairing off. What? Was it pairing off? No. Who's afraid of Corey Wolf? 
I just you got, got that wrong. Yeah, I got that wrong. Uh, what does what show? There's no way you're gonna remember this. What show does Corey try to mimic while filming? Filming. I can't speak. What show does Corey try to mimic while filming his documentary in episode seven? Wake up, little Corey. NYPD Blue. Holy shit, you got it right. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> what do you mean that's it for you? That's six. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Wait, no, that's yeah. no, that's that that's, six. that's five because I'm not counting the frozen yogurt oh, ice cream. Oh, that's right, because you're a butthead. <laughs> Did your ankles just crack? Was yeah. that what that was? Yeah, it happens all the time. Um, you eat more carrots. <laughs> what What do Corey and Sean name their band in episode eight? Band on the run. Remember, Corey's looking around the room trying to see different things, and he's looking at the signs. Exits. Wait. Why do I remember that? Because there was an exit sign. I don't remember what he had. Oh, I think we said the exits would have been such oh, a better name. yeah. It I don't remember. De- the Demon Seeds. Oh, that's right. The Demon Seeds have pulled out. Yeah. So, uh, follow-up question um, for extra credit. What does What was Alan's band named? <laughs> I don't know. The tongues. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Okay. Well, I thought you might remember that one. Nope. Uh, what does Corey suggest he and Topanga do during their seven minutes in heaven during episode nine? Fear strikes out. Talk? Or no, Topanga say, says talk. Um, yes, but Corey wants to fake that they've made out. So he says they should mess each other's clothes up. Mm. Yeah. And he also, that they should switch clothes. He also does say we should switch shirts, and she was like, don't push it, mister. Right. Um, that's 10 questions. I'm going to ask you the 11th, because this is episode 10 here, and that'll f- make my brain feel better. <laughs> to show her affection, what three gifts, and you need all three, are sent to the Matthews house by TK in episode 10, Sister Teresa? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's a bad. You didn't even try. Steak. Yes. Uh, the horse flowers. <laughs> horse flowers. Wreaths, yes. And... This is the lobster? easy one. Nah. It is a life-sized edible candy clown. Oh, that's right. And Morgan takes the nose, right? Yep. Um, You don't have to sit on the microphone, but... You can't continue to lean back because of my bad breath. (laughs) Well, now it's mine, too, because I drink coffee. We're a mess. Uh, Anyway, so what shows have I been watching, you ask? That's... I mean, I was going to. You really didn't give me a chance. All right, hold on. Let me... Hey, Tanya. Oh, hi. Hi. So I was thinking, like... I was thinking... So we've watched Boy Meets World together a lot. Uh Uh-huh. You just pull the mic away from me. A little bit. There's there's like a there's a good area to be in, and like back here is bad to be, and um right here is also bad to be. Been so long since we recorded that I forgot how podcasting works completely. Um, so, um, so I like when I was a kid, I watched Punky Brewster and Boy Meets World pretty much exclusively. Uh, what what were some of the shows that you watched that resonated with you? Well. It's funny you should ask because I was thinking about. Is that. it funny? Like haha, funny or yeah, like? I just laughed. Oh, wow, so, what a coincidence! I laughed so hard, and if you didn't catch it, that's on you. Um, 
I don't think anything resonated with me the way Boy Meets World did. So um, in thinking about this question, it's there wasn't anything that I could think of that really kind of hit home with me the way that this did. There were a few shows that I watched pretty, pretty, pretty steadily. I just had a shrimp burp and, um, but none of them were like, I can't sit here and pick out specific moments really, or specific episodes that really hit me. Um, and, but there are lots of shows that I would, I would watch and kind of learn from, I guess. Um, so I'm just going to go over them real quick okay? because I'm not going to go into in-depth detail about how they hurt me and, um, uh, I feel like that was a dig at me. I don't know. It wasn't a dig. I just, that is your bit today and not mine. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was big with me. Love Fresh Prince. I think I probably watched every episode of that show. Um, it, it. It was very important to me. Like looking back, uh, when I started this list, I left that off and forgot about it. And I think it probably was more important to me than I realized. Like mm-hmm. if I go back and watch it, there might be more moments in there that that stuck with me than than I realized at the time. Right. But it was a very very good show. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, I uh, I just want to say that most of the shows that you are going to list, I watched as a late child like Mm -hmm. where you probably watched them like as they came out i watched them once they were playing at nine o'clock a.m on tbs right um whenever my mom would leave to teach her aerobics class or whatever Mm -hmm. so they probably didn't impact me as much as they impacted you but like fresh prince was one that when caden started watching fresh prince on nick at night i got so excited because value wise i always felt like they handled things so well and that they pulled out like morality tales that you wouldn't really find anywhere else sort of the way that boy meets world did right yeah yeah, there there was a lot. There's a lot of about Fresh Prince that was bad too. I think, but um, there were a lot of really good lessons to learn from it, and and they tackled race in a way that seemed very realistic, um, and and made you made me as a white teenager approach things differently, um, and think of things differently, um, and put yourself in in other shoes. And I. I agree with that. I definitely think that that they they handled it well for the most part, but I got more out of Family Matters in that aspect than from Fresh Prince. See, I don't know that I agree because I feel like in Fresh Prince it was brought up a lot more. It might not have been as impactful when they brought it up, um, but I think Family Matters only really did it in a few episodes. So that was that's also on my list, Family Matters, but... Family Matters um, was going to be on my list. Until you found Punky Brewster. Well, Punky Brewster was the one that I think I watched the most, like from the time I was really young. Uh-huh. Um, and Family Matters, again, it wasn't until it was, you know, three or four seasons had already come out and they were playing it in the afternoons when my mm-hmm. mom would leave. So, like, if my mom was at home when a show was on and that was the only time that show was on... And I did not see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was not until it was on other channels 
at like three o'clock in the afternoon that I got to watch. Now, my mom found Family Matters and loved Family Matters. And that was one that we all got to watch as a family eventually, which was wonderful. Um, Fresh Prince was one. She didn't like how rude the kids were. Right. So that wasn't something that we were allowed to watch until we were much, much older. Yeah, Fresh Prince, I think I was a few years behind on because I wasn't really allowed to watch it when I was younger. But in my, you know, young teen years, my parents kind of stopped paying attention to what I was watching. So mm-hmm. it was it was a staple. So I, I don't think I was caught up early on, but I was caught up before the show ended. Right. So I was watching it week to week. Um, but yeah, also Family Matters. Family Matters was was really big for me. Um, it had a lot of really, really good um, life lessons, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of silliness in it. And I think I think as a kid, that's kind of what I latched on to. And I didn't mm-hmm. really realize all of the life lessons that were going on in the background. And I think maybe that made it less impactful for me. Right. Because so much of it was haha Urkel. Yes. He kind of deflected from the seriousness that was going on around him. And I, I'm sorry, I... I'm interjecting and you didn't really interject during Punky, but um, when... What's new? (laughs) I, like over the holiday season, I think it was, or just the beginning of the year, I watched the first like two seasons of Family Matters while I was crocheting and while it was on, I was like, oh my gosh, this was happening. They tackled the fact that Harriet was having trouble finding a job because she was a strong and empowered woman and that people didn't want to hear a woman's voice. Right. When it came to, um, like, basically, she was told that she was being insubordinate when she was just saying, like, I deserve to be paid more. Mm-hmm. And she got fired and and trying to find a job. They went through all of this. They went through Eddie getting arrested just because he was a black teenager and his dad is a cop. Mm-hmm. Like, they dealt with so many things. And that was just the first couple of seasons that they dealt with these, like... Things that if you didn't pay attention, you didn't even realize are happening in the world, really. And like my world was so tiny. So I, I do feel like they they tackled a lot there. But I also I we haven't gone back and rewatched the whole series. Right. I also kind of feel like that was early season stuff. And then it devolves into Stephen creating Stefan and. You know, I think we probably do need to rewatch it because there was also the gun episode and mm-hmm. that was definitely towards the end of the series. That was probably like maybe because I don't know how many seasons there are, but I want to say it was like the second to last season or third to last season out of a lot of seasons. If I had to guess, I think there were like six or seven seasons, but. um, But do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. That's the one that one sticks with me so hard because I did not know that that was a thing that could happen as a teenager because I was homeschooled and my world was so tiny. Right. So, yeah, I think that that if we were to go back and watch Family Matters, Nine. we would see a lot more serious issues tackled than we remembered because our brain goes to Steve, Stefan and all of that. But yeah. there were a lot more other things that happened. There were nine seasons. Yeah. The last two episodes, Urkel and Laura postpone their wedding when he is launched into space in order to test his latest gadget. Yeah, that was crazy. Um. Anyway, so uh, other right. shows that I want to talk about uh-huh, myself. Yes. Sorry. Um. I also watched a lot of Full House. Um. And Tanya hated it. 
Yeah, so now you finally get to talk. Have well, fun. But that's another one where I feel like there were life lessons in there, but there was a lot of like, well, actually, these people are dumb kind of stuff. Um, Tanya wants to talk so bad. She's making a Kermit, frog, Kermit the Frog mouth. It's... Full Full House was just dumb. Like it it was was. just flat out dumb. The acting was dumb. The jokes were dumb. Everything was dumb. And I think that there's a point in your life where you can say that objectively. By the way, you don't have to just blatantly say it was dumb. Well, I'm just thought it was dumb. No, like so it wasn't. It wasn't a thinking show. Like there were not things that happened that you had to think about. I don't know. So so there was a lot that would go on with DJ in particular, where she was the the vehicle for learning in that show. She was the one growing and evolving and getting herself into bad situations. So watching it kind of from her perspective gave you the chance to learn lessons. But there were, you know, what, 11 other characters or whatever. That lived in the same house. That lived in the same house that weren't there as vehicles for learning, you know. Um, Stephanie was just DJ's little sister and Michelle was the little the little sister. Um, and then there were her dad and two uncles were there just being ridiculous and then her aunt was busy paying for her kid to get into college and uh her not paying for her kid to get into college like bribing to get her kid into college (laughs) is what he means um and there was you know kimmy gibbler the next door neighbor which also like looking back all of these shows had to have the crazy, quirky next door neighbor. Yeah. At this time, it was it was a requirement. There was yeah. Steve Urkel. There was Kimmy Gibbler. There was Wilson and Home Improvement, which is the next show I'm going to talk about. Spoiler alert. And there was um, Mr. Feeney in Boy Meets World. Like, there are varying degrees of this is weird, but it they had to have that next door neighbor to kind of be able to come over to the house and say weird shit. Did you know your next door neighbor as a kid? Yeah. Well, up until I moved when I was eight or nine, yeah. And then once you moved into the house in my mom's neighborhood. No, I didn't know anybody. Not really. But they didn't have kids. Okay, so neither did Mr. Feeney and neither did Mr. Not neither did Wilson. Like they didn't have kids. So like I always was drawn to that idea of being close with your neighbor that that part of every single one of those shows mm-hmm. was such a draw for me and I didn't realize until I was older that it was because we didn't know our neighbors and I thought that that was such like that idyllic like you should know you like you should be a part of this community and like knowing your neighbors is so cool and like I like my neighbors they're fine but now I'm like uh why did I want that so bad? No, we had we had, we had a neighbor to our our right that um they um they were nice. They had a they have a giant fish pond and all that stuff, but they never ever 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 spoke to us. Um I think they've they have spoken to my parents some, but it was never like a hey, let's come over to the go over there and we'll mm-hmm. hang out or whatever. And then our neighbor Let's get life advice. Our neighbor on the other side was just kind of an old angry lady like she was just she would speak to us and it was always unwanted like she would tell me you really need to be doing more around your house and i'm like excuse me who are the gardening people that's the ones with the fish pond oh they have a fish pond over there are you kidding i've never seen a fish pond over there in front of their house they have a fish pond that's like a pretty decent sized pond and i don't remember if it's still there but in their backyard they have a giant pool 
It's not a pool. It's a giant fish pond. I never noticed that. I just have always looked at their gardens and I want to set up my compost area like theirs. This is very, you're narrow casting right now to like no people that listen to our show. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, they have a, they, they, at least they used to have this giant pool sized, um, probably 30 feet by 20 feet. That was a giant pool for giant fish. Like they had koi and and all kinds of stuff. Giant goldfish. And you know that from going to get your ball from the other side of the fence? Yes, that, but also just looking over. Mm -hmm. And they had like a little fish thing that feeds the fish. So like every several hours, it would you would just hear. And then like all of the fish, you could hear them like flopping around at the top of the water. I've been to your parents' house. I've never heard that before. I'm not positive it's there anymore for some reason. Also, like our parents are neighbors, basically. Kind of, yeah. They don't talk to each other ever. Yeah. They like met sort of, I mean, our moms know each other, but our dads basically met for the first time when we got married and they they live on the same street. It's true. Um, Anyway, uh, the last show is Home Improvement. And that show was another one where I watched it, but I don't know how much I learned from it. Um, I think I saw myself a lot in, which one was Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Randy. Randy. I think I saw myself a lot in Randy. There was a, a, there was a lot of evolution in that show and there weren't a lot of other shows doing that at the time other than Boy Meets World where you were watching these characters grow and evolve except for Tim and Jill. Yeah. The kids grew and evolved for sure. And that was a joy to watch. Right. Um, uh, I never liked the older brother. Um, what's his name in the show? I never remember Zachary Ty Bryan. But yeah, I keep wanting to call him Zach. Name? I know, me too. Um, uh, Mark, Randy. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, anyway, I never really liked him, but that was it seemed realistic. Like he was that kind of like douchey older brother. Yeah. Um who thought he was the greatest thing in the world. That everybody forgets his name. Yeah. Um, everybody, two of us right here on a podcast. <laughs> um, but watching Randy grow and evolve was, was big for me. I remember watching him go from this, like, you know, um, kind of rascally mm-hmm. kid, um, which was a, a common TV trope, you know, like mm-hmm. all of these kids were rascally kids. Yeah. I can't think of a better word for it, but, he grew into an actual passionate, caring, artistic kid. Smart. He worked hard on schoolwork and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of that was probably, from what we know about him, he was kind of like that. Right. Um, but as a character, it was really interesting to watch that. And I think that kept me watching. Um, watching Mark, he grew up from this little boy to this angry goth kid for no reason it seemed like and you had to try to piece that together while his dad was all into cars and he was very anti-car and anti-everything right um so that was interesting to watch but really the only character that made me feel um that i saw reflection in or, or actual humanization in was randy and I think that's what kept me watching because Tim drove me crazy. As a kid, it was kind of like, ha dumb dad, that's funny. Um, as an adult, I hate it. And as a kid, I hated Jill. And as adult, I hate Jill. So. Same-sies. When he When he wants to make me upset with him, he will 
basically tell me I'm being Jill. I won't say you're being Jill. What I will do is I will go, Tam. And then she knows what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you on all of that. 100%. And that was one of my favorite shows. Like, I, if you had asked me 10 years ago what my favorite kids sitcom was, it would have been Home Improvement. It wasn't until I finally, like, as an adult, got to start watching it again. The The moment I started watching it again, I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Like, Tim is terrible. Like, he's awful. Mm-hmm. The absolute worst. And, like, at the end of every episode, he gives some speech about what he learned. And it still was really shitty. Like, yeah. it was really bad. And then they... I agree with you that Jill's character is really annoying, but they specifically made sure that this like mousy, um, frumpy mom was also a bitch. Mm -hmm. Like it just, oh, it was, Randy was really the only saving grace of that show. And that's crazy. But he also was the only one who was about our age. So I think that's why the show still resonated with us. Um, well, how did you feel about Al, though? Like, I liked Al. I liked Al, too. But again, you're watching both Al and Jill constantly put up with Tim. Right. And just kind of let it go all every episode. Yeah. And do you think that Jill would have been an awful person if her husband wasn't so terrible? Uh, like, she's an independent and smart person who was treated like shit all the time. Yeah. I don't know. We can't say. Chicken or egg, you know? But... but- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she, you're saying, like, was she already awful when right, they met? Right. Um, but there were multiple instances in the show where she was just awful to everyone around her, no matter yeah. what. So um, I don't I don't know, but I do know that two people who were as miserable with each other as they are or were in should this show should have been divorced a long should have been before divorced. that. Yeah. Like, you're in front of your kids acting like this all the time, and yeah, every four or five episodes they had a scene where they were like actually you know i love you so much you're so sweet let's bone um but that's not enough like you're spending weeks and weeks probably in front of your kids just yelling at each other and and fighting and and going against each other's wishes um and raising the parents differently and uh, raising the parents raising the kids differently. the kids were totally raising their parents kind of yeah and I don't know. They, they It wasn't a healthy relationship. But Randy, Mark, and... Zach. No. <laughs> what was his name? Steven Universe? No. But if they had had Steven Universe back then, maybe Jill and Tim would have learned a lot and been a better couple. Um, Yeah. Are you looking it up? Nah. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> you, Can you say something while I pretend not to look this up? <laughs> Brad. Duh. It was Brad. You didn't remember that? Um, I forget anyone whose name is Brad. Okay. That's a it's weird, just not a remember. That's a weird statement. It's not a remembery name. Sorry, Brad's out there listening to our show. I remember you. Unless Aww. you're on home improvement. Unless you're on home improvement, in which case we you don't exist. Um, so those are my shows. Those those are the shows that I watched kind of regularly, but none of them did I watch the way that I watched Boy Meets World. And. As we've gone through this list, thank oh, goodness. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. That one was a lot, too. But Saved by the Bell was just over-the-top, like, fun. It wasn't relate Like, there was nothing about it that was relatable. 
Um, yeah, no, I there are those videos that go around now that are about like Zach uh, Zach Morris is a piece of shit, and it's nuts how much of a piece of shit Zach yeah. Morris was. Yeah, but Don't, also all of them. Yeah, it's true. Like, but Screech was bonkers. But like, none of us will ever forget Jesse and, and the her addiction pills. to caffeine pills. Let me tell you something. I've been on caffeine pills for like 15 years and I have never sang in the middle of the room while crying ever. It's true. Um, I, it was obviously like supposed to be like speed or something. Adderall. But yeah. Yeah, it was in, wasn't it in like a prescription bottle? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't feel like Stay by the Bell is in that same like genre just because these were all family shows. Mm-hmm. They depicted family. Shows like True. Saved by the Bell and Hang Time and California Dreams and stuff like that. Those were the teen shows. They were all about the teenagers. No one had parents. Like True. They just did their own thing. The only people who, the only adults that were actually a part of the show were principals, coaches, uh, band managers, things like that. It wasn't a family dynamic. And I think... That puts it in a completely different category. Definitely. But it's the only other show that I can say that I think I watched every episode of. Oh, yeah. I still sometimes like it's just that. Wow. Let's watch something completely off the wall. Mm -hmm. Mm, Say by the bell. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it for my shows. All right. Uh, So I watched a lot of them. Yeah, you did. I mean, I watched all of those, but later, I think it was like later and other than family. Family Matters is one that I will always go back to and watch. I don't have any like hostility towards it. I have actual like hostility towards home improvement now. And I almost feel betrayed by it because I loved it so much. And Punky Brewster now, huh? Oh, I can't. Please. Why are you trying to start the waterworks again? Um, How does Sean choose between meatloaf and chicken in episode 11, The Beard? Uh, Was that the one where meatloaf and chicken were also the two girls? Yeah, but how does he choose between them? He asked Corey which one he wants. Sort of. Sort of. He Corey picked chicken. Uh-huh. And then he goes, well, I picked meatloaf because you picked chicken. And I figured if you had one, I could just have the other. Right. So, yeah. He didn't ask Corey. He just did it. Okay. Uh, so, that doesn't count. No points. Fine. Um, how many did you get in the last round? Six. Did you? No, I thought. No, it was more. It was seven. Seven out of ten. This is how quickly we forget things, class. <laughs> um, episode 12, The Turnaround. What was the name of the girl that asked Corey to the turnaround dance? Uh, I know this very clearly, and for some reason, it's not. Ingrid. Yeah! Um, episode 13, Cyrano. Who has tea with Amy? Who has tea with Amy? Uh-huh. Who has tea with Amy? Is this the one with the jewelry and stuff? You can't mumble like that. I don't remember Amy having tea. This is, well, it's a... Integral part to the show? Well, it's a trivia question, so you got to answer it. Give me a hint. No! Somebody has tea with Amy. Yeah, a person has tea with Amy. Is it Morgan? No! Is it um, Mr. Feeney? No! Is it... Cat Tompkins. No. Is it Mr. Turner? Nope. 
Is it Chet Hunter? Nope. Is it Sean Hunter? No. Is it Corey Matthews? It's not. Is it Eric Matthews? It isn't. Is it um, Willie Nelson? It's not Willie Nelson. Don't Is remember it... him being in the show at all. Jill Taylor. It's not Jill. Tam. <laughs> it is. Now that she's naming people that aren't on the show and has completely forgotten other people that are on the show, I'm going to tell her it's Harley Kiner. That was. <gasps> was I loved that too. I know. I forgot completely and you're, you're, about that. You're acting like it's crazy that I asked that question. It was, it like was crazy. a huge point in that episode. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what did Sean. What did Sean write that ruined his political reputation in episode 14, I Am Not a Crook? Like, girls have cooties or something? Mm, or something is right. Girls rule, boys rule. <laughs> Why would he write that? That wouldn't get him in trouble. He said, all girls are icky. All girls are icky. That's what I said. I have it on podcast. It's not what you said. You cut, you cut out my right answer so it could sound like I was wrong. Maybe you should learn how to edit podcasts, and then you won't <laughs> run into that problem. Um, what does Wendy give Corey as a gift in episode 15? Breaking up is really, really hard to do. Socks. Yes. Socks are such a good gift. Class, I hope you're playing along with us. Let us know how many you get right and wrong. Should we post? Are you going to post the question list? No, I'm reading them. No, are you going to post the question list? Before but the, on be, Twitter, sure. So it's like a game, almost like a bingo. Bingo bongo. <laughs> um, I I guess sure. I'll post it on Twitter tomorrow. I will post it. Well, yesterday I will post it on Twitter. Okay. Um, what club is Mister? Are you looking? At- I can't read that. My hand, my eyes just go to your hand because your hand is moving. <laughs> What? <laughs> I wish I'm, I wish this was a visual thing yeah, right this second. I have my left hand holding my phone and then my right hand I am making move around on the other direction so that Tanya has something something to look at. Um What club is Mr. Turner reluctantly given the reins over in episode sixteen, Danger Boy? Ski Club. Yes. Good job. Thank you. What do Corey and what do Corey and Sean call their radio show in episode 17 on the air? You know this. I don't know You do. This. You've said it several times. Have I? Mm-hmm. They call the radio show. They call it. Welcome to. Night Vale. Lunchtime Lust. Oh, I haven't said it a million times on here. You've said, you said it a few times. On today? No, not today. But oh, in other episodes. I was trying to think of things that I had said today. <laughs> Punky Brewster. <laughs> um, all right. So we're getting nearer to it's we've been recording these episodes for so long. Yeah. It's crazy. This is 23 weeks ago, 24, 25 weeks ago. Yeah, because we missed like two weeks. Right. So. This is, oh, my gosh. Like a half of a year we have spent on season two. Yeah. We got to speed up season three. How? We can't change the weeks. I don't know. Throw in a bonus episode here and there. I don't know. We'll figure it. We'll, we'll figure it out. I cannot believe how long we have spent on season two. Anyway, um, episode 18. How much does Uncle Mike agree to charge Mr. Turner for his bike repairs in episode 18 by hook or by crook? $200. Oh, $300. That's... that's... 
you get a no because you said $200, but it is $300. You don't get to write two things on the pop quiz and think that it's going to give you a right answer. What if it looks like the second answer was scribbled or the first answer was scribbled out? Like, oh, wait, I got it right. It didn't sound like your $200 was scribbled out. I scribbled it. It sounded pretty loud and clear. Um, You are a very harsh judge, sir. What and where does Sean's dad cook dinner in episode 19, Wrong Side of the Tracks? On his truck engine. Fish. Yeah! Uh, What book are Corey and Sean tasked with a book report for in episode 20, Pop Quiz? You're just, you're just saying nothing right now. There's no sound. I don't remember at all. Really? Yeah. Um, they end up, they end up getting the video instead, mm-hmm. and to go rewind his book. For some reason, I keep thinking of tale to a tale of two cities, but that's because of Wishbone. No, and Wishbone was we talked also because, about Wishbone a lot on that episode, but it wasn't a tale of two cities. It's also because the title kind of flows the same way. Of Mice and Men. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so that's no. You right. got that wrong. We knew I was going to get a bunch wrong. I'm not very smart. What? Oh, my God. I bet there's an episode of Punky I Brewster bet there is. where they're like, actually, you're really not smart. Let me help you and then tell you that you suck at learning things. I bet there is. Go back and watch all of Punky Brewster and do a, do a podcast. I can now, and I'm really upset about it. Yeah. Um, so we have three left. How many of these next three are you going to get right? All of them. I think so, too, because... We just did these. We just did these. But I... These are all ones that I that we recorded after I started working, which meant when I listened to the podcast later, I didn't really listen, listen, because I was working at the same time. Okay. Episode 21. Uh, what does Mr. Feeney say, say Vader's real name is in the Thrilla and Phila? Is he Leslie? Yep. Okay. Leslie. But side note, unrelated completely, his real name was Leon. Oh. That's very close. Um, What does Topanga's dad... Nope. I read that wrong. Who does Topanga's dad make a guitar for in episode 22, Career Day? Bruce Springsteen. That's thank, two out of three. Thank Can you, you get Kevin this? Kevin Porter, for keeping Bruce Springsteen in my head all the time. I would not remember that at all. Okay. But Is Kevin Porter listening to our show? No. What time? This is the final question. You said you were going to get all three right. Prove me right here. This is not going to go. You already said what time. I'm done. What time did Sean sneak out of the Matthews house in episode 23? 9.30. 9 o'clock? Yes. At 9 p.m., <laughs> yeah. I was looking for you to tell me that it was at night, but... Why would he have snuck out at 9 a.m.? I don't know. Good point, I guess. That was an annoying trick. So that's it. How many questions did you get right? I don't know. Yeah, we've already forgot. <laughs> Is that a trivia question? Yeah, sure. Class, how many questions do you think that Tanya got right without going back and re-listening? Uh, so that'll do it, I think. Um, this is the end of season two. I, I don't know... We didn't even discuss our thoughts on season two. Um, I think that we made them pretty clear throughout the season. For the like, most part, yeah. 
Um, it was a it was very much a roller coaster. Like there were so many just like boom rip your heart out episodes intermixed with these episodes that were just like um well that was a throwaway. Yeah, I think we can discuss it maybe once more before um here our our plans as it stands we, there's still a month left before Disney Plus. Um we'd like to maybe do our kids watching an episode and discussing it. Maybe. I didn't want to talk about it on here because the odds oh. of it actually happening are slim. So we don't want to talk about it and then it'd be like, oh, but we never heard their kids. Okay. So scratch all of that. We might have another episode come out before Disney Plus. Yeah. And we have a few ideas that we can use also where we we might do some things that are less Boy Meets World related. And we've got Halloween right around the corner. We do. Spooky. Spooky spooky that's it yeah uh i knew what you were going for and for some reason you weren't actually like going for it so i thought i would help you out like the supportive partner that i am like when i was talking about my tv shows and you just i was helping talk about them yeah um i wish you had talked to me about punky brewster but you never watched it a day in your life yeah because not a good show um she just kind of took offense to that and then realized that it wasn't a great show and didn't say anything like her mouth opened to say something. And then she was like, oh, wait, no, he's right. Yeah, that would be like if you were like, um, Tim Taylor sucked on Home Improvement and I was like about to rise to defend him. No, he did suck. <laughs> yes, it would be like that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World season two and a half episode half <laughs> <laughs> class dismissed